Tunity is interesting because it solves a problem that you didn't necessarily knew existed, right? So it's tough to really illustrate to someone the need for it, right? But we think that once they do download it, they'll they'll reuse it because it's hard to imagine a situation where they they don't find another use case for it. Again, whether they're, they're traveling or they're at the gym or at, at a bar, they're going to find another use case for it. So the hardest part for us really is to, to onboard them, to, to get them on board. So we think social plays a big role in that because since we're a small brand, we're able to interact with our, with our users. Everyone who gives us a shout out, we shout out right back. And so we think that this kind of builds this loyalty. You're going to hear more from Nick Ferry and Tal Hyatt at Tunity in this episode of Social Pros. I'm Jay Baer, founder of Convince and Convert, joined as always by Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And Adam, you and I have geeked out about this for a while now. I'm so psyched <laughs> to have these guys on the show. Like We are both huge fans of Tunity. Uh, the mobile app that lets you listen to a muted television. You and, and me both. And Jay, as, as we talk about in the show, you were the one who got me excited about Tunity. Uh, we talk about word of mouth being one of the most powerful marketing disciplines. Well, you told me about this about three or four weeks ago. Downloaded Tunity. Amazing technology. And I think it's amazing from a technology standpoint. But what we hear from uh, from Tal and Nick is uh, the amazing marketing side of this. Marketing it as a brand awareness product, getting people to download the app, but also to get people to reuse and build that brand loyalty. That's a big part of this whole thing. Yeah, it's an interesting challenge, right? You think about, all right, we're going to start a new mobile-based organization from scratch. How do you even go about that? Especially because this is an app that anybody can or should use if they watch television. That's a pretty broad audience, right? So how do you even begin to to conquer that? So that's why we was really excited to have both these guys on the show. Nick is uh, the head of of social and and email at Tunity, and Tal is the VP of marketing, and they really drop a lot of knowledge uh, and and really a lot of honesty in this episode of Social Pros. It's, it's a great show. I know. Uh, I hope everybody will enjoy it and I hope everybody will uh, download Tunity. Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you go uh, to the App Store, whichever one you use, and look for Tunity, T-U-N-I-T-Y, or for a direct link, go to socialpros.com and we'll have a link there. And if you go there, we get credit for it. So do that. Hey. Go to socialpros.com and, uh, and download from there so they'll know just how many people we introduced to this app. You're going to like this episode of Social Pros. Here we go. Hey friends, it's Jay Bear, and welcome to the Social Pros Podcast. I want to just take a moment to acknowledge this week's sponsors, our good friends at Salesforce Marketing Cloud. They have a fantastic ebook that I'd love for you to download. It's called The Complete Guide to Social Media for B2B Marketers. All kinds of useful info for folks trying to do social in B2B. Take a look. It's really, really good. Grab it at bit.ly slash social B2B guide. That's bit.ly slash social B, the number two B guide. That's all one word and all lower case. Also, just a note that transcribing your own audio files is a total hassle. Uh, So is captioning your own videos. Rev provides a fast and affordable transcription for just $1 per minute. $1 per minute. We use them here on Social Pros and on all of our podcasts at Convince and Convert. There's no minimums, no contracts to sign. When you upload a file to Rev.com, their team of experienced professionals immediately works on your audio files and delivers a transcript or a caption to your inbox with 99% accuracy in 12 
hours or less. 12 hours or less, crazy. It's like elves. Rev is fast, it's inexpensive, and it's freaky accurate. And for Social Pros fans, that's you. They're offering $10 off your first transcription or captions order. So here's what I want you to do. Go to Rev, R-E-V, Rev.com slash Social Pros. Rev.com slash Social Pros. And your $10 off offer will be added to your new account. That's Rev.com slash Social Pros. Tall and Nick from Tunity, welcome to Social Pros. Thanks very much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Tall, why don't you explain to everybody, I, I talked about a little bit in the introduction, but maybe explain uh, to our listeners out there what Tunity is in case they haven't experienced it in the wild. So Tunity allows you to hear any live muted TV through your phone. You just take your phone, take a picture of the TV, and you can hear the audio through your phone. It's used in many different places. Okay bar, you want to listen to the muted TVs, you're at the gym working out, at home you want to listen privately, that's how you use Tunity. It, it, some people have described it as kind of like Shazam for, for television. It works uh, somewhat similarly. You, you may not like that comparison, but I think it's an easiest way to understand. I'll tell you where I really appreciate Tunity. I travel a ton and I'm always uh, you know, by myself typically at, at night. And I, I like to go to the, the bar at the hotel and, and get something to eat and work, bring my laptop. And a lot of times there's games on, right? There's some sort of football game or something I want to watch. But, you know, in, in hotels, it's, you know, universally the worst kind of jazz soundtrack of all time. It seems to be like a requirement of the hotels. I'm like, this is terrible. And they won't turn the game on. So Tunity has been a lifesaver. The other thing, uh, I don't know if you understand how much you are, you are saving the ire and the angst, at least in the United States, because it used to be in all the airport clubs, right? You'd have like one TV on CNN and one TV on Fox News and people would be duking it out like, turn off those Republicans, turn off those Democrats. And now all the airport clubs have no volume on. It's like, look, man, if you want to hear this, just use Tunity. So it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been fantastic. I actually saw people come to blows at the Indianapolis Airport Club over the uh, television selection once. So thank you very much for doing your part to keep the peace in the country. You're saving lives. You are. You are. <laughs> and we're always glad to hear about the different use cases people have for Tunity. Everybody uses it differently, and we love hearing these stories. Well, let's start there. Uh, Todd, it's an interesting point. Nick, one of the things I know you're working on, it started as an email program, is this idea called My Tunity Stories, right? Where you, where you actually are, are sort of capturing these different use cases and circumstances. Can you talk a little bit about how that program works and, and how you're going to uh, unfurl it in social media? Yeah, so we started asking people to send us their their stories from Tunity and how how they use it. So everyone uses it in different ways, whether it's you at a bar in an airport or at a hotel, or we get some really crazy ones from people saying how these two sisters, they had to sleep in the same room on vacation. One needs volume on the TV to go to sleep and the other needs silence. So the way they were able to both go to sleep was that one tuned in with Tunity and then put in their earbuds and then they both went to sleep. So it's very nice to hear about these stories, not only for us, but then we would like to share it with our audience because some people probably hadn't thought of how to use Tunity in these ways and it kind of sparks their imagination. And also it's a way for us to, to get in touch and talk to our audience and then have have them know that they're heard when they talk to us. So right now it's an email program. Uh, we are sharing it on our newsletters and we look to roll it out uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. One thing I neglected to mention was that in addition to the story, we get a little cartoon drawn so people can, can see and illustrate the story 
and see how it was used other than just using their imagination. And if I can add to that a bit, what I love about it, I think it's a really creative idea that they came up with, and it really helps our users engage with us. We get we get feedback from our users. It gets them to think about a warm and fuzzy time when they use Tunity. And it provides us with content that we can share with other people in many different channels about how to use Tunity because of these different use cases. One thing I neglected to mention at the outset, at least and emphasize quite enough, is that Tunity is totally free. It's a, it's a mobile app that you download on your phone. You can download it in like 10 seconds, uh, and, and then you're good to go. You point it at any television, and here comes uh, the audio. Uh, now, one thing I, I, I wanted you to, to talk about, Atal, and then Adam's going to jump in here, is that you can't use it on any TV. Like, it has to be in certain circumstances. It has to be muted, etc. Can you describe that a little bit, just so people understand uh, the mechanic? So... The TV doesn't really need to be muted. It's the main use cases for a muted TV, again, because of the bars and gyms and everything. But it's also used by people who are hard of hearing. So people who can't hear well, you're at home listening with someone who can't hear well. You don't want to put the volume too high. It's, it helps differentiate and give you the private audio that you need. All we need right now for the TV is, is for it to be a live video stream. So... All of the main broadcast channels we support, I believe, are on 150 channels today. And that's the only requirement. No hardware and nothing else. You take your app, scan the TV, can get the audio to your phone. It is such an amazing concept. And it's, it's one of those, why didn't I think of that type things. Um, <laughs> it's not that the, easy to do after you think about it. I can only imagine, <laughs> uh, you know, having looked at it kind of with my, my techie, geeky, nerdy hat on and going, wow, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, technology AI, probably some uh, some machine learning kind of going on in the uh, in the background. Tell um, tell the story, maybe even how this all kind of came to pass. Um, your your company, if you go onto your website, you've been you've been doing something in this space since I think 2014, 2015. So there's been a many years of technology and development to uh, to get us to this point. Yes. Yes. So like I mentioned, it's really complicated technology and you brought up a lot of things in the back end as deep planning and a lot of really wanted to refine our algorithms. They learn from the different use cases that, pe- that people have in terms of also syncing the audio. That's one of the complexities. So every TV as it gets the video at a bit of a different timing, we need to sync that audio to you at the exact timing of your TV. So uh, there's been a lot and there continues to be a lot of technical development behind that. The idea itself came um, in an airport. So our founder, Yaniv Davidson, was sitting in a Delta Sky Club lounge and looking at a muted TV and you know, he had that aha moment of mm-hmm. how come I can't hear that TV. At the beginning of this year, we received our Series A funding, which allowed us to begin building out the business side here in the U.S. The engineering team is based out of Tel Aviv. That's when we really began to scale up um, the business and marketing side here of the company. It's developed to much more than that. There's a, we're both a B2C and a B2B company. The B2C side is the app. The B2B side is we have a data metrics built around this called Tunity Analytics. So Tunity Analytics provides an aggregated metric for out-of-home viewing. So much like all of the TV ratings today that are done for in-home, we provide the metric for what people are watching out-of-home. Which is incredibly important, right? Because you've got all these people, especially for live events, watching live sports in a in a sports bar or or you know things along those lines. There really is no no metrics around that viewership. So that's a, a really interesting 
uh, a really interesting idea. Nick, one thing I wanted to ask you about was was this notion that you started social just relatively recently for Fortunity. And, and most of the people we have here on the Social Pros podcast are, are with companies that have been around quite a while and social's you know, been uh, you know, growing and, and morphing for six, eight, 10, 12 years. And you're essentially taking a cold start, right? New company, new app, new social, new accounts. That's a pretty interesting phenomenon here in almost 2019. Can you talk a little bit, Nick, about, about how you go about that? Like you're, there's so many things you could do in social. Uh, h- how do you think about prioritizing it and what makes sense for Tunity sort of from, from you know, ground zero? I learn on the fly. I learn every single day. I learn from podcasts, your podcasts. So you got to learn what works and what doesn't work and then take what works and then run with it because it might not last for that long. What works now might not work in a week, a month, a year from now. But right now, I on social, I love sharing content that's relevant to our users. So on Instagram and Twitter, really promoting upcoming TV events that people should tune in for where the audio is going to matter. So like you said, sporting events, big TV shows, things that you have to tune in live for. Um, There's no point in sharing, you know, like my favorite Netflix show because that's not going to help us. But if there is an upcoming event or if there even was a past event that happened the night before where the announcer made a great call where it would have made a difference to hear it, that's my big thing. Is I relevant content. A few weeks ago, Nick uh, Jay told me about Tunity. I wasn't aware of of, of Tunity. He said we're going to have uh, both of you on the show, and I downloaded it, and my mind was blown. Uh, my mind was blown, certainly from the technology that that Tal, you and I uh, spoke about a few minutes ago. But from a marketing standpoint, I was fascinated. And my mind, as a social pro, began to spin at the opportunities here, from uh, from like a geo targeting standpoint. Okay, we're going to maybe try to reach people in bars or, you know, in different locations or content. People are talking about that game that would be perfect as as the example you just articulated. I'm curious, Nick, how you're kind of bringing all that together. Are you doing any geo-targeting? Are you doing any listening and then targeting people who are talking about a particular event that would be perfect for someone to listen to with Tunity? We do in our email marketing, we target people who watch different channels so people who watch sports will send a sports newsletter recapping what's happened recently and then mapping out what's to come in the next couple of days and what they should tune in for. We think that's important because people who just watch the news, they're not going to want to see all the sports stuff and then vice versa. So for the people that watch solely non-news, non-sports, middle-of-the-road channels, those are where we share the stories. And so um, everything is relevant to the right audience. And we think that's important because we don't want to turn people off because it's something they're not interested in. If I might add to that a bit, Adam, you hit the nail on the head, right? We have a very specific use case where people are watching specific content at specific locations in specific use cases. So the way we think about it is one about geolocation. How do you do that? One thing we do is we partner with a lot of venues. You can go into many bars, gyms, airport lounges and see signs and ads for Tunity because we're trying to target people at the exact use. I'm seeing them crop up all the time now. <laughs> all table the time. tents. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
um, great. That says that we're doing a good job. And that's what we're trying to really optimize on. So getting to more of these venues and improving our marketing in these venues so people know and understand what to these, get it in a second and use it um, for their use case. But the challenge for that is those use cases are circumstantial, obviously, right? It's like, I, I'm a, a, a frequent user of TuneIn and I've told, I don't even know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people about it. You know, you use it when you need it. It's not like every night or every day or even every week in some cases. And, and so you have an interesting marketing challenge in my estimation and that you have to be top of mind amongst a very, very large group of people and have to be so top of mind like, oh yeah, I should use Tunity for this because your potential addressable audience is essentially everybody who's in front of a television at some point in their life, how, how do you think about segmentation and, and a rollout strategy? Is it is it essentially trying to go opposite and saying, let's work with the venues? Like if you're in a place where Tunity makes sense, let's let that place convince you that Tunity makes sense. Yes. Ven- about the venues, we bring value to the venues themselves. In gyms especially, this um, saves them costs of a sound system. So there's a lot of logic Definitely. for them to push Trinity to their users. So we try to work with them on the marketing and, and helping both new users, but also existing users be reminded of Trinity in those locations. Bars as well, very similar situation. Many TVs this helps their clientele hear the TVs and it makes users it makes their guests come back more often, stay longer because they can engage and have a better experience. So that's a very important aspect of our marketing. I think it's really important for us to build out the brand now so people think Tunity when they see muted TV. In terms of all of our marketing channels, we're always thinking about that. Trying to get people who are watching the relevant content and trying to get people when they're watching the relevant content because we do need them to see Tunity when it's an opportunity for them to use it. For example, in Facebook marketing, it's important for us in any paid campaigns to try to reach people that are interested in the type of content that we're looking for, that are probably in locations that they would use Tunity and at times when they would use Tunity. So it's really important for us to segment out the audience that way. So more advertising maybe at night as opposed to during uh, during the day because people are more live broadcasts uh, at night that might be in a, a situation where, they, where it's muted, unless it's perhaps like weekend football, that kind of thing. I think, yeah, I think it's even more specific than that. I think we need to get really targeted into our audience and think, okay, if we now want to reach those people who are watching football at the bars, then we need to check what interests they have at what locations they're at and then target the campaigns at certain times of days when the football games are on, which is, you know, most of the day, Sunday, Monday nights, Thursday. Are night. you doing that at the team level? So like, okay, this, the, these people, we know they're Ravens fans. So let's make sure to show them ads for Tunity, you know, right before Ravens kickoff. We're not doing it yet because we don't have the manpower for all of that, but we are doing it at that level, at the yeah. football level. Interesting. Nick Tao just uh, kind of gave us an overview of the two strategies that you have right now. You've got to continue to, to build awareness of Tunity. You need people to download that app for the first time. Second aspect is we need to get people to reuse the app, continue, build a, build loyalty, build, build a following. I'm curious kind of how social fits into both of those. And I'm also curious, Nick, how your content strategy kind of delivers on, on both of those objectives. Because I would, I would seem assume that they'd be a little bit different. Yeah, Tunity is interesting because it solves a problem that you didn't necessarily knew existed, right? So it's tough to really illustrate to someone 
the need for it, right? But we think that once they do download it, they'll they'll reuse it because it's hard to imagine a situation where they they don't find another use case for it. Again, whether they're they're traveling or they're at the gym or at, at a bar, they're going to find another use case for it. So the hardest part for us really is to to onboard them to, to get them on board. So we think social plays a big role in that because since we're a small brand, we're able to interact with our with our users. Everyone who gives us a shout out, we shout out right back. And so we think that this kind of builds this loyalty that you were talking about, Adam. And it's interesting on the university side too, that there's so many use cases on a college campus that Tunity can spread like wildfire. And so we, I'm in charge of the campus ambassador program and we offer an internship for students to have a marketing internship where they're able to test their marketing skills, see if they want to do it full time once they graduate. And so many cases, it just goes wildfire. So, so many kids we see via geofencing download and they use in the gym, they use it on an off-campus bar, restaurant, they, they never stop using. So the hardest part, like I said, is to onboard them, but we firmly believe that in the product, once you use once, you're going to want to use it twice. Well, partially because it always works. Like it's always staggering to me how, given the technological challenges that Tall talked about, uh, about timing up the audio to the video. I mean, even in my own house, right? I've got a TV upstairs and TV downstairs and the audio is not synced, right? It's two seconds because one's the main box and one's the, you know, sa- you know one's the, the child box, or whatever. So then be able to do that, you know, anywhere in the world uh, with, with Tunity, or at least in the US is, is amazing. So given the technological challenges, it's always extraordinary to me when I demonstrate Tunity to somebody and, I, and I'm constantly showing somebody in an airport or in a bar and and uh, they're always blown away. And, and that reuse is so key, Nick. But one of the reasons the reuse is so easy is that it actually works, right? It's not like it works most of the time or it works half the time. It always works. Uh, and that's that's pretty extraordinary, especially given the, the challenges on the technology side and the fact that it's still a relatively new company. So, you know, customer experience is everything. I think we all know, especially on this show, how often people download an app and then they use it once and that's it, right? And and I'll tell you what, I don't use Tunity every day, but it's never coming off my phone. I can tell you that. Thank you. And, and also, I should say, your your response strategy and social is so good. And, and you're right, it's still a small enough company that you can do that. That's why you guys are on the show, right? I think I shouted out Tunity at some point uh, and you hit me back in like 10 seconds uh, on Twitter. And I was like, that's amazing. And wanted you guys to be on the show. So thanks uh, thanks for making the effort. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we really appreciate our users um, because they're how we grow. They're mm-hmm. how we get more users because people really feel very happy and very fun when they use Tunity because whether it's passing time in an airport or whether they bring a speaker to a bar and watch the game with their friends, they it's all about how they feel. And so if we can give them a reason to share Tunity with their friends and their family, then we the least we can do is just interact with them on social. One thing I should mention about the about the app is you don't have to have line of sight to the television, right? So just to make sure people don't misunderstand, like once you've got the signal synced with the phone, you don't then have to continue to point your phone at the television. You just do it once. And so what's cool about that is you can then walk away, right? And 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 still have the audio in your earbuds or on your speaker, et cetera, and just increases the the potential uh, use cases. Within a limited range, um, you actually need to stay close 
close enough to the TV, otherwise uh, we stop the sound. But you can still use it within the limited range of the TV. Yeah, you can't like get in your car and, like, and go to the <laughs> store, right? But I mean, you can be, you know, you can go to like, like I, the obvious example, you can keep your earbuds in and go to the restroom, right? In the, in yes. the restaurant or the, or the gym, what have you. You know, you can't necessarily go home, uh, but, but that's uh, it's still pretty great. It's a cool use case. Absolutely. Tal, the, the other interesting piece of, of your uh, company, your concept, and your product is how data-driven you are. As uh, Jay said at the onset, it's a free product for, uh, for the user, for the, for the consumer, uh, which means, of course, there's a, there's a revenue side to this. And that revenue is selling advertising and things on, on the screen of, of your device. I'm curious kind of how the, the data of your, your advertising, the data of what people are listening to, and certainly... Most importantly for us, the data from social listening is all informing that. Are you using kind of social listening data to inform product R&D? Are you using social listening to kind of look at how people are, are interacting with your product? Curious kind of how all that comes together. Two things. One, about the revenue model. We do not actually have ads right now on our app because, you know, the logic in startup land is first go your user base and then monetize it. Um, so it's a free app and um, we will monetize through advertising in the future because, again, of that contextual knowledge that we know of what people are watching and where, it's, we can really give them very beneficial value by um, providing them with, I like to think, good advertising in the app. So our revenue model right now is on the B2B side, as I was mentioning, the Tune the Analytics aspect and we also have an SDK that can be incorporated in other apps. And then about your question about the social listening aspect, it's a very important channel for us to listen to all of our users and to see how people mention Tunity and how much people mention Tunity. So those are numbers that we're tracking right now, mentions and new followers, etc. Nick was mentioning before about how he responded to Jay really quickly. And Nick is actually in, responsible for listening to many channels that our users use to talk to Tunity or about Tunity. On top of all of the social platforms, we also have feedback channels inside the app and we try to get and on our website and we try to get back to everyone really quickly because our user base is that important to us. So one that cha- those channels are important for us both for getting feedback about user experience in terms of the product, two in terms of any technological issues in terms of the development, and three about what people are what resonates with people, what people talk about in terms of our marketing. So all of those are really important input that come into those, to our social listening. Well, and especially because, I mean, you you are in an environment where speed is going to matter more than most companies in social listening because if somebody's using your app, they are, by definition, watching a live broadcast. So it's not like, well, you know, you guys get, this isn't working, get back to me whenever it's convenient for you. Like, it is live. And we don't actually watch that much live television now compared to the the old days. And so, you know, if you get back to them in four hours or three hours or two days or whatever a lot of companies' um, response time SLAs are, that's just not going to work, right? Uh, because at that point, it's it's uh, it's all over. And by the way, one of the ways we do that is many of these channels are connected to our Slack. So all of us get Slack input right when someone uh, tries to communicate with us or about us, which allows us to respond quickly. Nice. So, it, so sometimes Nick will take it, but if somebody else can take it, they'll, they'll handle it. 
Yeah, that's nice. I mean, that that's such a, a good uh, opportunity for smaller companies who can be that nimble. We do the same thing in my organization where where everybody gets the the email from clients and whoever is the most available will jump on it. It's it's somewhat difficult to scale that, you know, forever, but I think it's fantastic that you're sort of taking that group approach to social response today. It's awesome. Yeah, we think that it's very important for us to be in touch with our users. So, um, I think that any small company needs to be I'm going to ask you guys the two questions that we've asked every single guest here on the podcast going back eight and a half years on Social Pros. Nick Ferry, Tal Hyatt from Tunity, our guest this week. Nick, we'll start with you. What one tip would you give somebody who's looking to become a social pro? I do not consider myself a social pro just yet, but I hope I'm on my way. But I have two things and they kind of go hand in hand. One is you got to love it. And two is you can't be afraid to fail because you're going to fail. And if you don't love it, then it's not going to be fun. So overcoming those challenges is the fun part. So learning what works, what doesn't work. Uh, For example, we found in our influencer marketing campaign that going with the big NFL guys just didn't work. And so that might've been a failure, but we found that the smaller influencers, they work. And so now we're trying to get into more of the smaller influencers, the ones that have the audience that truly listen to them. Those are the ones that work. They might not have the blue check mark. They might not have the big following, but if it works, then that's what works and you got to run with it. We can talk. You just let me know. We'll make that happen. <laughs> but you're, you're exactly right. I've said this a million times and I'll keep saying it. If you don't love social media, you suck at social media, right? There is no, there is no middle ground. Like, exactly. Because the hours are terrible. The pay is terrible. Uh, everything about, it's like, it's, it's, you know, in some ways, it's, it's not the greatest gig in the world, right? So you better have a passion for it or you're not going to be doing it very long. Or very it's well. a grind. It's a grind. Yeah. You got to love it. You got to embrace it. Absolutely. Tal, I'm going to ask you the last question, guys. Thanks so much for being on the show. Tal, if you could do a video call with any living person, who would it be and why? Well, what a great time to talk to the founders of Instagram, right? Right now. They're available. (laughs) One, maybe they want to come on board. Two, you can get all of the behind the scenes about what's happened at Facebook. Three, you can get the input about where they think Instagram is going. And four, maybe they're working on a new social network. Uh, I love that. Great answer. The first yeah. time we've had that answer on the show. Very uh, current events. I like that a lot. Tell yes. Hey, you know what, Adam? We should just get those guys on the show. Yeah, I mean, this is the show for people who are do social media professionally. This is, this is their core audience. We should do that. We'll put our I'll, best people on it. I'll make a few calls. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're at Salesforce. You can make that happen. Absolutely. Nick Tall, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all the work you're doing at Tunity. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, friends, you need to download this app. It is seriously the thing that I have recommended more than any other thing uh, this year uh, in any category. I, I've told more people about this than anything else. Uh, I'm that much of a believer in it. So uh, grab your phone right now and, uh, and download Tunity, T-U-N-I-T-Y. You're going to love it. Next week on the show, Adam and I will be back with another fantastic guest. And we are we are like on a hot streak here, uh, closing out the out the year. And I will tell everybody holiday hot streak. It's a holiday hot streak. Just a quick tip for Social Pros listeners: starting uh, in two weeks, I think is the the correct timeline. This show is going to now be live video, uh, not live video, but we're going to have video of the show on our YouTube channel to be able to watch all these interviews in addition to listen to them if that's your thing on YouTube. And we'll start doing some live shows as well every uh, every few weeks. So stay tuned next week for a little bit more detail on that social pros video show uh, coming to you soon. That'll be fun. Adam and you and I are going to have to dress a little more nicely for the show. Yeah, I'm not going to hear Yep. 
Yep, that's uh, that's the downside of the video game. The show brought to you by Norelco. <laughs> I love that. And Supercuts. It's going to be spectacular. Until then, I'm Jay Bear from Convincing Road. He is Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. This is hopefully your favorite podcast ever. This has been Social Pros. We will see you next week.